Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Don't forget, forgive me not. Don't forget, forgive me Welcome in episode 72 of the Brutally Honest Sports Podcast. My name is Dan, the Jets fan, Kurtz. Uh, as always, joined by my co-host, the man the myth, always a legend, Aaron Riley. Aaron, uh, happy victory week to you, my friend. Um, I believe we said this last year on the off occasion of the Jets and Eagles. They actually won in the same week, but uh, great to uh, win with, with you on the same week, my friend. It's an honor. It's a privilege. You're a, you're a gentleman and a scholar. So is uh, Jonathan Gannon. And uh, Eagles looking like a bona fide top five team. And they're not five, not four, not three, not two uh, against the Vikings on Monday. And the Jets uh, seemingly entered wagon mode, uh, pulling your rabbit out of the proverbial hat with less than a minute and a half to go. Uh, before we dig into all of that, Aaron, how we feeling? How we living, my friend? Uh, we can't can't complain, man. I can't sit here uh, two two and zero, oh, and and I'm almost more happy for you guys because you know once again that that looked like a game that was out of reach. But uh, never doubt, never a doubt with with Joseph Flacco at the helm, man. I mean that that awesome to see. Um, great great time when we're both on the on the W column, and yeah, we're we're uh, we're excited to do it, and and I'm glad to be here, and you know I just want to break break all things down and have our kind of overreaction Wednesday, if you want to put it that way. Yeah, well, there were there will be certainly uh, overreactions because, you know, it's going to be an elite show led by an elite quarterback and, and Joe Flacco who led an elite last minute and a half for that game. Uh, I guess we can we can start there, Aaron, and we'll do a couple-minute breakdown of the Jets here, a couple-minute breakdown of the Eagles. We want to get to some other 0-2 teams, bounce around the league a little bit, look forward to week three. Uh, spoiler, Aaron's Eagles have the Commanders. My Jets have the Bengals, who for some reason don't want to block Joe Burrow anymore. And we will get to college football, Penn State, pulling off a big win, and uh, Aaron Judge seemingly hits bombs every night. Um, the New York Jets uh, are 1-1, one one, their first win in September since 2018. Um, the folks out there might recall that was Sam Darnold's first win in the NFL. Um, some folks might also recall he is now a backup quarterback. So uh, a lot has changed from now and then. Um, Aaron and I have seemingly gone from children to to adults in that time. Uh, <laughs> feels like forever ago, uh, but here we are. Joe Flacco gets his first win since 2019. Uh, the Jets are off the schneid. Um, would have been a 30-17 to 17 loss if not for Nick Chubb uh, 
seemingly scoring, uh, not running out the clock. Joe, Joe Flacco, uh, you guys have already seen this, but I'm just going to recap the last minute and a half for, for a quick sec. Joe Flacco throws a 66-yard bomb to Corey Davis, who was wide open for whatever reason. Braden Mann, the Jets punter, uh, has one of the best onside kicks I've legitimately ever seen in my life. He kicks it, ball. He fakes like he's kicking to the right, kicks it left, ball is on its side, spinning in a counterclockwise motion. Hits off Amari Cooper, who looked like he was allergic to a football in that moment. The Jets defender saves it from going out of bounds into another Jets defender, and he fucking recovers it. Joseph Flacco goes down the field, throwing to the number one wide receiver in the NFL, Garrett Wilson, dinks and dunks his way down there, caps it off with a third and 10, 22 seconds left on the clock, 15-yard, 20-yard air yard pass to Garrett Wilson, who splits the defense because they were allergic to playing Defense on that last drive for whatever reason, the Jets come out with a W because Cade York missed an extra point. Uh, craziest win I've ever seen. Uh, I did admit to Aaron I, I turned it off um, because, you know, the Browns were up by two fucking touchdowns. Um, so if you're going to hate on me for that, go crawl on a well. Uh, you would have done the same thing to your team. Uh, anyway, craziest win I've ever seen. Um, everyone in, in Jets Nation always mentions the, the Monday Night Miracle against the Dolphins, I think it was like in the year 2000, where they came back from like, you know, 30 points down in the fourth quarter to win it overtime. Um, that has to be up there. Uh, I think ESPN's projections, every projection out there had the Browns winning at a 99% clip with a minute and a half to go. Um, but, yeah, winning winning cures everything. I think if we came in here, the Jets had lost 30-17. to 17. Um, I think Robert Sala would have his head on a platter um, in the New York media, rightfully so. Um, but here we are talking about potentially beating up on the Bengals next week because Jets fans love to overreact. Um, Joe Flacco, four touchdowns, um, no picks. Garrett Wilson, eight catches, 102 yards, two touchdowns. He has arrived. I, I said to Aaron off air, and I hate to make this comparison so early. He is legitimately always open. He's probably like open right now, chilling on his couch, just ready to catch a football. He's always open, uh, whether it's a fucking – Go route, whether it's a whether it's a post route, whether it's a comeback, whether it's an out route, screen pass, he is always open. Um, seemingly the most athletic player the Jets have had um, probably since a since a Brandon Marshall. Before that, probably since like a Curtis Martin. So um, before that, probably a Keyson Johnson. So it's been forever since we've had this number one homegrown wide receiver type potential guy. Elijah Moore could be that guy too. He's kind of getting his footing there. And has opened a shit ton um, so far this season. Corey Davis is probably a top option in terms of your number three guy. Um, so the offense is moving the ball well. Defense played like shit, um, but the Jets can never play well at the same time. So we take our lumps and uh, we take our victories when we can. Um, but Aaron, uh, very very pumped. The Jets get their first win. At, you know, last year they started one in like whatever. Uh, you know, one in like seven, I think it was, and then we. <laughs> Somehow beat the Bengals with uh, Mike White, the GOAT, last year. Um, But, yeah, it just feels great to be 500 um, this early into the season. And I will say this team might not be good, um, but we are frisky. We are going to move the ball. We are going to pass rush the shit out of you. We are going to lock you down with Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed. We might not have good linebackers. We might not have good safeties. We might not have a good offensive line. Um, but we will try to beat you with our running backs, with our receivers, 
with Zach Wilson when he gets back healthy, and we'll try to put up a bunch of points. Again, might give up a bunch of points, but we're going to try to put up a bunch of points of our own. Um, so, again, feels different than years past for sure. I know winning cures everything, like we said, without that miraculous minute and a half. None of this would happen, but it feels damn good to be sitting here one and one. I will tell you that for free. Hey, man, that's why they play 60 minutes. Like, you know, 100%. Everybody and their mom probably thought this game was, was shot out over and done with. But, um, yeah, obviously the Jets, have, just the fact that they were able to come back shows that they have fight. And in the Adam Gase era, I would probably say they had zero fight or zero chance in that same exact type of game. Agreed. Uh, so, Therefore, I mean, you're sitting there one and one. There's a lot of teams that uh, are zero and two. So you know, take take the good in this situation, and, and obviously, um, you know, a, win, a win's a win regardless of how you get it. You know, whether you win, you know, forty forty nine. What was it, forty eight seven or whatever? The the Bills went up on the yeah. top, or or you know, come back and, and and shock the world. Like awesome for you guys. Awesome team win all the way around. And I mean. Trust me, I, when I say this, I can't stand kickers, but your uh, your kicker saved the uh, saved the day with with that. Greg the leg, dude. That that is very hard to do. I mean, every time I've ever seen like a team that I'm rooting for line up, I'm always thinking there's no shot we get this, and nine times out of ten, I'm right. So, dude, he's at- actually our he's actually our punter, and he he won AFC Special Teams Player of the Week for that onside kick. <laughs> Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh. Like he it. sucks at punting, but I guess he kicks the mean onside kick. Hey, I would I'd keep him around just just because he did that. Like if he does nothing else, then he he did the onside kick, you know, perfectly. One hundred percent. So again, great win. Um, if you're if you're calling me out for not watching, I mean, I turned it on when it was twenty four thirty, and they were driving, so I did see the last drive. Uh, <laughs> Garrett Wilson is him. Folks, um, if he's on your fantasy team, pick him up. If you can't pick him up, trade for him. Trade the farm. Sell your house. Sell your kids. Sell your wife. I don't care what you got to do. Get Garrett Wilson on your fantasy team. Uh, he's going to continue to be a wagon. Elijah Moore is going to open up things for him. The tight ends hope we can get back on track. And Brees Hall also got his first touchdown. Michael Carter is legit the GOAT. Um, an unsung hero. He might not put up the stats, but blocking never fucking gets tackled. I mean – he put he put Miles Garrett, Jadavion Clowney, one of their linebackers, in an absolute spin cycle. On uh, one of the, he basically was like touched behind the line and somehow squeaked out like six yards in his one run. Like I don't understand how slippery this guy this guy is. Um, but this team is exciting to watch for like the first time. I mean, we have a couple good games every year, but it just feels like for once the offseason moves that we thought were going to pay off are finally paying off. This twenty twenty two draft class looks elite. Sauce Gardner looks like the real deal. Talked about Garrett Wilson. Jermaine Johnson already has a sack, creating some havoc. Brees Hall just got a touchdown. Uh, Jimmy Rucker played his first game, still getting his feet wet. Uh, Michael Clemens playing some great defensive line there. He's he's kind of like their backup D tackle. He's playing well. And then Max Mitchell, the fourth round rookie, playing right tackle, um, held his own against Clowney and uh, and Garrett, which is probably if not the best, one of the best defensive lines we'll see all season. So, um, if it, I mean, certainly worse than the Bengals who we see next week, or certainly better than the Bengals who we see next week. So if that's the worst they're going to do by giving up, I think it was like, you know, 10 pressures and a couple sacks, then fuck, I'll, I'll sign up for that every week if it means Joe Flacco has more time to, to fucking sit back there and operate. So 
for all that's gone wrong in Jets Nation, um, even just this offseason with Zach getting hurt, Mekhi Becton being out, Dwayne Brown being out, um, I think I think the light is at the end of the tunnel. If we can get Zach Wilson back, he, he'll probably come back for the Steelers week four. I like that matchup because the Steelers do not scare me in the slightest. Um, we play the Broncos after that. They do not scare me. The Packers do not scare me. The Bengals do not scare me. The Patriots do not scare me. And then we play like the Jaguars, Lions, Seahawks, and those shit teams at the end of the season. So, uh, folks, this is an overreaction. But if we get to seven or eight wins, do not say I told you so. I'm saying that right now. Hey, anything's possible. And, uh, you know, they're trending in the right direction. This is a game that, like I said, man, easily you could have walked away 0-2, and, and now you're sitting there one and one So now, you know, like I tell you all the time, where do we go from here, you know? We probably we probably throw a clunker against the Bengals, if we're being honest with ourselves. But we will we will get to that preview after we hear – uh, from Aaron um, on one of the most impressive Eagles performances, victories, dominant performances I've ever seen. Um, again, primetime Kirk Cousins, maybe take that with a grain of salt. He looked terrible. Uh, the Vikings defense played terrible. Aaron's going to get into some zone schemes and shit they were playing against Hertz, which he <laughs> diced them up for. Uh, AJ Brown, Quez Watkins, Smith, Sanders, the defense, Slay was the MVP of that game. I would love to hear a breakdown and, and kudos to you, my friend on exciting W on, on prime time. Yeah. So, um, you know, a game, I, I, I picked the Vikings to win this game. I just thought after seeing the Eagles get absolutely shredded, uh, defensively by the lions of all teams, um, you know, and I know the lions have fight and I know the lions have some athletes, but I mean, at the end of the day, they, they're not exactly like one of the, the top teams in this league. So, Going in, I did pick the Vikings to win. Uh, I did bet on the Eagles, but I put them in a stupid parlay and lost anyway. But uh, regardless, <laughs> regardless of that, um, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. Obviously, I mean, Jalen Hurts twenty six of thirty one for three hundred thirty three, a touchdown, and a, and a pick that wasn't even his fault. I mean, Gainwell should have caught that ball. There's no reason that if you're gonna drop it, like you know, try and push it to the ground, he literally just lets it you know, hit the top of his hand and, and go into coverage. So uh, <laughs> uh, as far as that is concerned, uh, that, that pick shouldn't even count, but it is what it is. I mean, it, basically from the, from the start, you could just tell the Eagles were uh, highly motivated for this game. I don't, I don't know what was said or, or, you know, who's doing the talking. I think there's a lot more leaders on this team than, than last year. Uh, a lot of those acquisitions, whether it be Hassan Reddick or uh, like Kazir White, th- those guys are just animals, uh, Gardner Johnson as well it it, it, like the defense looked almost more impressive to me the defense looked outstanding um as as much as the offense did I thought um I'm drawing a blank on the OC this year I think he's new but um definitely Shane Steichen or Steichen or whatever yeah Steichen yep Um, yeah I thought um sorry to interrupt you I thought Sirianni called plays does he not no so like halfway through the year last year he gave that up but Oh shit! Uh, I just think St- like Shane Steichen and this team are just like kind of working together, re- you know, really, really well, congruent with each other. Like uh, the run pass is balanced, unlike last year. I think last year it was just pass, 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 and even the fans were yelling like "run the ball" at one point, and then Sirianni finally caught on, and and they started running the ball, and they and they were hot down the stretch. So 
to see the team start out this year in a, in a lot more organized of a way is, is a positive. I think that's huge going forward. Um, yeah, just not a lot to say other than they, they pretty much dominated both sides of the ball. I thought Jalen Hurts ran the ball exceptionally well, as, you know, in addition to the pass, just because, you know, when it was there, he took it, um, you know, another 57 yards. Yeah, so, I mean, just Jalen Hurts looked look sharp, obviously, all the way around. I'm always of uh, the mindset, you know, you got to continue to show me to be uh, impressed, but they've played two games and they've won two games, so I can't I can't critique that too, too much. And, and I was just – I was pleasantly surprised. I think the Eagles brought blitz like 10, 10 or so times uh, to the Vikings. That's what you got to do to Kirk Cousins. You can't let that guy get in a rhythm, whether it be Monday night or not. It, it's – he – if he gets in a rhythm, that that's when he can hurt you. So, uh, from from the get go, from the jump, as the kids say, uh, you know, <laughs> they just uh, they got after it. Um, I would say the only thing I would is a question mark really at the moment is uh, like special teams returning and shit. It, it's like uh, Quez Watkins just I don't know if he's afraid to get hit. I don't know what it is, but he like every time he fields a punt, it, it looks like he couldn't give less of a shit. Uh, I don't know huh. what that is, but at the end of the day, we're two and zero. We we played as about as well as we could have. No points for either team in the second half. Kind of a uh, a a dozer of a second half, but um, yeah, you know, ran the ball good, threw the ball good, played good defense. So we'll 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 try and build on that and uh, play the good old uh, Washington Commanders this coming week. W. Um, no, seriously. I mean, I, like I said, it was one of the most impressive like wins I've seen from the, I mean, you expect that from the bills, you expect that from the chiefs, uh, ex- expect that from the Rams and some of the better teams, uh, in, in the NFL. Um, I, I, you want, I want to get your take on this, Aaron. Um, we talked a lot about Howie Roseman, um, not last year. I think prior to last year with the whole Wentz and drafting Hurts, we started the podcast. I think they drafted Hurts in 2020, I believe. Um, and you were very down on him on him then. But uh, where, are we at? where are we at with Howie right now? I feel like he's done a good job at, at kind of building out this roster to where you guys are really able to compete with anyone in, in the league right now. Yeah, no, that's a great, great question. Um, I think in, in years past, he, he went out on limbs and, and, and whether it was him or Jeffrey Lurie, like, I can't exactly blame him. Um, you know, I can't – I'm not in the organization to say it's this guy's fault or it's this guy's fault, whatever. But, right. um, like, taking Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson, obviously, uh, or if it was J.J. Arthur or Whiteside, I can't remember. But regardless, um, yeah, no, it was J.J. Arthur or Whiteside over D.K. Metcalf, and it was Jalen Rager over Justin I, – I, I just feel like they, they tried to out – whoever was pulling the strings, they – they try to outsmart. They try to be like you know cute, or they try to outsmart right. other teams. And and I just feel like it bit them in the ass twice. They learned from that. You know now that they took Devonte Smith last year. Like you know you're you're starting to see these SEC like you know picking up uh, Jordan Davis on the line and the Kobe Dean as a linebacker. I, I just feel like they learn from their mistakes. Whether it's Jeffrey Lurie telling them like, hey, stop picking these kids from small schools, or you know pick Georgia Alabama kids, what whatever it is. Uh, Howie's always been the reason I didn't want them to completely get rid of Howie is just he finesses the cap probably better than anybody. If if not, you know he's up there. So right uh, with that type of thing, he's always been skilled. It's just 
in years past. Like, you know, some of these decisions are, are head scratchers for sure, but I think they are, they are getting better, a lot better, substantially better. And, and as far as like the free agent signings and the trades and things like that, they, they've always been like decent at that too. Um, I'll say this, this is probably the, one of the best receiving cores the Eagles have ever had in my lifetime. Um, just because it's always, that was always on the back burner when, you know, the, the old GM, I think his name was Joe Banner was there. Um, it was like Donovan McNabb. He had one good, one great receiver, I'll say, and that was T.O. And for one year, and then we went to the Super Bowl and, and, you know, the rest is history, but long story, <laughs> short, long story short, that's never a position we, uh, we really prioritized, I felt like. And now, you know, with the guys like Devontae, obviously bringing in A.J. Brown's a huge one, um, and the rest of the crew there. Like, it, it, Quez Watkins, Goddard. Like, it, it, it's finally looking like a team on both sides of the ball where it, it has been, you know, years since it's looked like a, a well-constructed team on both sides of the ball for sure. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head. Like, you guys – you have dogs at every every position. I, you could you probably you obviously know the roster like the back of your hand, but whether it's receiver, running back, tight end, defensive line, corner, linebacker, like you guys at every position, and, and there's depth there too. I think a big a big piece of like what NFL teams need to have in today's day and age is is depth. Like if if you know Smith were to go down, you have Brown and Watkins. If if Sanders were to go down, you have Gainwell and, and Boston Scott. Like you have guys that every position now and it's it's something that like the Jets like just to just to kind of bring it back to them like one guy like last year Carl Lawson would get hurt and then like the entire D-line sucked the entire season so um <laughs> winning teams don't have that injuries are a part of every day in the NFL someone someone can get hurt at, at practice someone can get hurt going to the grocery store walking down the aisle so um you gotta be prepared for when those things happen I feel like Howie specifically has done a fucking great job of doing that yeah Full steam ahead, man. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it continues that way. I love it. Uh, well, it will because you have the commanders. But again, we'll get <laughs> we'll get to that in a, in a little bit. We'll save uh, save our breath for some other teams for now. Um, couple of crazy games uh, this past Sunday. Obviously, a couple come to mind for me. But where would you like to go? And we could talk. Uh, we could talk. Maybe talk some. Oh, and two teams, uh, maybe a couple of their games, or maybe a couple of uh, oh, one and one teams, uh, aka the Colts, uh, if you will. And uh, how, uh, maybe where, where do you want to take it? And we'll go kind of wherever the spirit moves you. Um, let's get in, let's get into the, I think the 49ers or the, or the Broncos, one of them is, is a little bit interesting so oh, yeah. far. Um, you can make a case the Bengals are interesting too, but I think we'll touch on them in a little bit regardless. So, um, yeah, man. Okay. And actually let me, let me sidetrack that completely. What do you think about, and I know they were ranked, you know, take, take the power rankings for what, whatever you want to take them as, but the Panthers were coming into the season, either last or, or second to last, as far as like the roster, the talent, this, that, and the third, but I hate to see our man Baker Mayfield. Owen too. I hate to see it, especially the way, Obviously the Browns, the Browns are like that, that evil ex-girlfriend. They just dump you when you don't even see it coming. So um, yeah, man, it, it's, I don't, I don't know. I, I at least hope that the Panthers will be one and one with, you know, who they put, they played the giants and was the Browns. Yeah. So yeah. yes, sir. you got to, what, what do you think there? I mean, they're, they're ranked 28th in offense and 30th in passing right now. I mean, honestly, 
yes, I feel bad for Baker Mayfield. It's not his fault. Like, like if you're not beating the Giants and the Browns, um, I got news for you. You're probably going to have a top five pick. Um, and maybe they'll take a quarterback, which sucks for our, our guy Baker for sure. Um, but, yeah, they, they are they're having trouble right now, uh, I think to say the least, even with a guy like McCaffrey. They have DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, um, Terrace Marshall. They have like they have they have players for sure. Uh, I just I just think that it, it's more on the coaching. I I don't think Matt Rule is a good coach um, by any stretch of of the imagination. Um, I don't think their GM Fitterer is a good GM by any stretch of of the imagination. Um, I think they rushed into the Sam Darnold move last year shot themselves in the foot by giving away a second, two-fourths to the Jets. Um, I don't – I almost would have liked them to, to trade for a Baker Mayfield-type guy. Last year, I know that wouldn't have been possible because he was still considered the franchise guy in Cleveland at, at this point last year. But um, I think they almost should have just went into the season, kept going with Bridgewater, probably tanked a little bit, and then potentially got uh, – I know the quarterback class wasn't good this year, so that might have led into it. But um, I, I, I think – they just need to clean house um, and, and start a refresh. They have players. So I think the, the job in terms of a prospective head coach coming in um, will probably be a little bit attractive. And I think, you know, anyone wants their shot at, at an NFL gig, especially in, in a good weather market. Um, the owner's pretty rich. We'll to spend to the cap. Um, I, th- I just think they need a GM and a coach on the same page um, with experience. I don't think they can, they should go the college route. Not to say that, you know, college coach can't come in and and be good, but um, you need experience, experienced college coach that might have some NFL ties to get some of that. Cause I think it, it, it's like a coaching talent thing for me. Like he has Ben McAdoo fucking running the offense. You're, you're probably not going to get more than 20 points a game with Ben <laughs> McAdoo running your offense in the year 2022. He fired Joe Brady last year uh, for whatever reason. I forget which team he's with now. Um, We'll get, I know. Let's get the research department on that we'll get, immediately. 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 Yesterday, research department. <laughs> um, but a guy like that who, who you know was at LSU, won a title with the 2019 um, LSU team with Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Stingley, like those guys. Like it wasn't his fault, you know, that Sam Darnold sucks. Uh, I think it's it's Sam Darnold's fault that Sam Darnold sucks. Um, so to make a rash decision to fire a bright young mind and then to turn around and bring in Ben McAdoo. Makes absolutely no sense. And then you take forever to make the move for Baker Mayfield. He didn't get in there until like after training camp, like probably still learning the offense. Um, Sam Darnold gets hurt. It, it's just, you know, McCaffrey's not playing that well. Chubba Hubbard's not that good. They don't really have any good tight ends. Um, Ike Mekwanu, their the draft pick they got, like isn't like dominating that much. I think if you take a tackle or an offensive lineman in the top, like, eight to 10, like eight range. Like you probably should be pretty dominant. Um, I think like Charles Cross in, in Seattle, who was picked nine is um, dominating. I think he plays left tackle, but dominating one of the tackle spots. So, um, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's tough to put it on Baker because I just know the infrastructure around him isn't there whatsoever. And I would love to see him get another shot somewhere else, but I, I'm fearing that it may not happen because of this debacle that's going on in Carolina right now. Yeah, man. Um, just Joe Brady. Uh, just some some. We got the research <laughs> to to, uh, to get their head out of their 
proverbial ass. Uh, he is the, <laughs> he, he's the quarterback coach for the Bills. So, I mean. Oh, it, Jesus Christ. The rich get richer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, my God. What a hire. Uh, <laughs> that's phenomenal. Uh, Carolina Panthers must love, like, inflicting themselves with pain. Like, they just they do it to themselves, I guess. Uh, it's such a damn shame for Baker. Like I expected him to beat the, I expected him to beat the Browns with Jacoby Brissett, just based on emotion, like just based on, you know, fuck you guys, like you stick it to him, you know, this, that, and the third, and then to lose the the, I mean, I shouldn't say the lowly Giants because they are two and zero, but uh, they no, they're they're good, man. We'll touch on them in a second. I, mean, I, I hope they're not, but yeah, I, I know they're not as good as you, Cumbie. <laughs> I know. Uh, I know Brian Dable gets him ready to play. So um, Matt Rule, I know he was he's tied to Penn State in some way. So I got to root for him a little bit. But I, the guy just ain't he ain't the guy. I'll tell you that. Like they they just continue to lose. I think they've lost like eight or nine games going back to last year now. Um, yeah, it, it's just absolutely brutal. Um, yeah, I I don't even know. I don't know what to say, man. It, it, it's Baker Mayfield, he's in a tough spot. I, I feel like that team has very little pass protection. Um, right. You know, they got weapons, but when you have no pass protection, McCaffrey obviously is still good. I don't think he's the McCaffrey of two, three years ago, though, because I was I watching the game. Dude, I was I was watching that game, and, and just bit, like I watched the second half mostly, and there were a couple holes that he got through and then immediately got wrapped up. But in years past, like he would be off to the races. There was – one run in particular where there was nobody around him and then the defense caught up to him pretty quick. Like the guy, the guy's still very, very good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not shitting on him in any respect, but he, uh, he, he, I feel like he just lost at least a step or two, like of what he used to be. It's, I mean, obviously the injuries are probably playing a huge part in that, but that team is just, I, I they're, they're, they remind me of the Eagles of a couple of years ago where it's just like, they have this piece, but then that's awful. Or they have this, but then th- this is bad. Or like it, it's just it's a it's a mishmash of like like good and shitty all over the place. So they just they're I don't think they're that well coached, and, and I don't think they have obviously the adequate roster. I I think when you say they should have tanked, you're probably right. Um, I think you got to bring. Baker's one of those guys you gotta you gotta surround him with a bunch of talent for him to do well. Not not to take anything away from him, but he's not like Mahomes or like uh, a Herbert where it's like he could maximize what's around him. He's kind of like right. you know get him the pieces and he can he can win you some games. He's better than a game manager in my opinion, but uh, he's probably just a tick above that. So it's uh, it sucks. I love the I love the guy Baker. I love his backstory. You know, walking on and and everything else and. But it, I don't know. Going to Carolina might have not been the right move because it might make him look worse than than what he is. Uh, it just sucks. Yeah, no, you're 100 percent right. Um, and that's interesting about McCaffrey. That's good inside information there, my friend. And Joe Joe Brady, that's a great research department. Kudos to you, gold star in the research department column for for today's show for sure. <laughs> they recovered, man. They they. At first, I had to get on them again. They're not proactive here, but that's okay. <laughs> I love it. Give me a, give me another team that's catching your eye. You mentioned the Giants. Um, we can we can talk about that. I think, yeah, they them being two and zero is is interesting. Um, very happy for Giants fans. Um, Danny Dimes still don't know what you got in him. 
Uh, Saquon looks dynamite. Link Martindale has his defense playing at a dynamite level. Um, the offensive line, to me, is has been the Giants' Achilles heel for the past however many seasons it's been since they've been good, you know, five, six years. Um, Dable's scheme, though, just has them opening holes left and right. You could drive Saquon in a Mack truck through some of these holes. Um, and you have the receiving threat in him. Um, Evan Neal looks like a good player at the right tackle. Andrew Thomas, who was taken back in 2020 to play left tackle, uh, has struggled to start his career, but he's playing like a dynamite left tackle now. Um, defensive line doing some good things. Um, yeah, I mean, the receivers are, are playing. I mean, Richie James, who uh, is their punt returner, kick returner, I think from San Francisco, uh, he is like their leading wide receiver, which is crazy considering they have, you know, Sterling Shepard, Kenny Galladay, who's been a ghost. Darius Tony, who's been hurt. They have Wando Robbins, who they just drafted in the second round. So um, some unlikely heroes uh, stepping up. And I think um, it might take a couple of years for Dable and and Sh- Sh- uh, Joe Shane, I think is his name, the GM, to turn it around there and, and infuse some talent and correct some of Dave Gettleman's mistakes. But once that happens, I would look out. Um, I would look left and right before I cross the, the giant street, so to speak, okay. uh, because they are going to be an absolute problem. Uh, but maybe it's uh, maybe it's Giants Eagles for the next couple of years once they kind of figure out their footing and figure out the uh, quarterback position. Oh, guys, completely shitting on the Commanders and and Dallas. I mean, Commanders <laughs> have Carson Wentz and Dak is hurt once again. So need I say more? <laughs> No, I just wanted to uh, poke fun. Here, I'll ask you this. What do you think about Green Bay? I mean, I, I, I did watch most of that game as well. Um, I don't know, man. Like, obviously, they looked good. Do they look explosive? I don't know about that. The running game did. but they Yeah, I love Aaron Jones. Um, their running game looks great. They, their passing game, I mean, I don't – they're not going to do much, I don't think, unless they can – you know, unless Christian Watson or, or Romeo can can step up. I know they have uh tight end's name, Jesus Christ. I'm gonna find it right uh, now. Uh, Mercedes Lewis or the is there another one? Uh the probably I can't believe, I can't believe Mercedes Lewis is still in the league. Um he's like 50, Ro- Robert yeah. Robert Tunyon. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, there you go. He was hurt. I think he tore his he he had ten touchdowns the year before, towards ACL last year, and I think he's still trying to figure his way back out to uh um you know kind of be that guy that he was a couple years back but yeah it's not looking great for them um Matt LaFleur I think has had to shift a little bit to be more of like a run game architect I think he can do that like I think he's still one of the best young minds or best minds period in terms of the offense side of the football and the play design and play structure and you know he obviously lost Nathaniel Hackett um, to to the Broncos, I believe Chicago's offensive coordinator Luke Getze was also with the Packers at, at one point in time. So he's kind of like a low key McVeigh in that he's kind of losing his staff left and right here. He tried to poach the, his brother, the Jets' offensive coordinator, but no go, my friend, because he's you know putting up points in New York. But again, I think you know, if if the identity this year is their running game, I don't think that hurts them. I think they're gonna have to play some good defense. I do think they have the guys to, to do that. Um, their corners are really good with Alexander and um, the guy they got from Georgia a couple years back. I think their D line is still pretty good, um, so I think they're they're going to be there in terms of playoff teams. Um, 
they're probably going to win the division um, based off of the Vikings performance the other night. Um, so that's not going to be a problem for them, but um, I just don't know. I know it's early. It's after two games. I just don't know if I see them being a, a contender to, you know, to even make the NFC championship game at this point. Right. No, a hundred percent. I don't know, man. Devon, like losing Devonte Adams, they didn't really, I, I just feel like the Packers franchise, like, not gonna say they don't try because they do put a good product out there. It's just like if I'm if I'm if the Packers, you know, if I was in the position to run the Packers, like I would surround Rodgers with at least two to three like well above average receivers, and I feel like they just very rarely do that. Like I know Adam Lazard's good, but if he's your number one, it's like come on, man. Like it, it's Aaron Rodgers at what thirty eight, thirty nine. Like come on, yeah. Um, no, I, yeah, it's. So, it's so why, why would you not? That's my question. Like, if you want, are you, if you're trying to sell tickets, you're gonna sell tickets because Aaron Rodgers and it's the Green Bay Packers. Like, they, people just show up to watch them. They're historic franchise. You know this, that, and the third. But like, I feel like, and I'm not making excuses for him. You know, I bashed him like heavily before, uh, just because they go to the playoffs and lose every year. But I don't know, man. Like, I, I just don't. Like they had a window, I felt like I felt like that window is closing on them, like going to the 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 whole way. And I I still hear people say like, "Well, watch out for the Packers." I'm like, you know, this is the same story every year. They'll probably fin- <laughs> finish with like five or six lo- losses this year, probably more than you you know you're you've seen the last couple of years. But um, you know, they'll probably still be in the playoffs. They might win the division, and, and like, will they do anything? Probably not. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's just like the even the Bears had a, had opportunities in that game to win, and I don't think anybody thinks the Bears are good at least yet. So fuck no, no one thinks that. <laughs> if you do, so, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. So um, you know who's an idiot is uh, Mike Vrabel. No, I'm kidding. I I do like <laughs> I do like Mike Vrabel, but that team is is just about fucked. You know, hey. put a fork in them. Just about. Give me a. Uh... Give me give me your thoughts on this real quick, and then I love to talk Titans. Like uh, Justin Fields throwing the ball eleven times. Like, are we are we having trouble there thinking this guy's gonna be a franchise quarterback if you only trust him <laughs> to throw eleven times? Um, it's one of those deals where it reminds me of like New England with uh, you know Mac Jones last year. In- yeah, that's a good point. Um, but. I mean, I I honestly I didn't hate it only because it's like they were moving the ball. Like I. I I felt like Chicago moved the ball pretty good in that game. And I've always been like a little bit of a, I don't know why. Don't even ask me why. I've always kind of liked the bears a little bit. I don't, not like I give a shit at the end of the day, but um, you know, when, yeah. they're playing, when they're playing people, I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll pull for the bears, whatever. Um, and I was like, damn, like they actually have a chance in this game. Like they're, the running game looks great. And of course, like, you know, they go, they, that play where they called, fields to run into the end zone and like nobody was behind him to push him in i was like that i i could have told you that wasn't going to probably work um <laughs> it's unbelievable sometimes like you watch these you know expert quote-unquote expert play callers and they just i don't I, I just don't get it man but um back to your question i went way off topic um no no, no you're good the 11 passes i mean i don't know man it, it, maybe they don't trust him like maybe um, the coaching staff thinks, all right, we're going to be a run, a run heavy team, uh, you know, similar like the Pats or like a team like that. Um, I'm not sure. 
I think at some point you got to let the kid make mistakes. Like he made plenty of them last year. Um, I definitely root against him because he went to Ohio State. But uh, yeah, it, it's one of those deals where maybe they thought that was the most effective way to win this week. But I, when you th- when you throw the ball eleven times, I mean, you better you better run for three hundred or two fifty and a couple touchdowns and play great defense, which they just didn't. They didn't do enough once again. They're the, they're the Bears, and they 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 need to figure out how to win. They're they're at that stage. Yeah, I, I think you know, and they did a horrible horrible job of surrounding him with talent. Like yeah, Darnell, 100%. I mean, they I mean they do have talent, but like Darnell Mooney has negative four yards on the season. That's a problem. Cole Komet barely got targeted. Um, we obviously lost Allen Robinson. David Montgomery is still doing his thing back there. Uh, offensive line hasn't been ideal, but yeah, I, I do like, I like their coaching staff and I think Eberflus brings a lot of juice, if you will, to that team. Um, I just think they, you know, you're, you have to do everything in your power to surround your first year, second year, third year quarterback. And like the Eagles have done that. Uh, the Bills did that. Um, you know, the Patriots are not doing that. The Jets are finally doing that. Didn't do that with Sam Darnold and, and it, it's just it, to me like you can't expect these guys. It's not like they're Andrew Luck. It's it's not like they're you know um, day one guys who come in there and, and play with scrubs. Like you you have to surround them with talent while they're still on that rookie contract because if you don't, it ruins their it ruins their confidence and it it could potentially get them hurt. So um, and that's what happened with Darnold. Like he he played much better his rookie year than he did his you know fourth season because I think it's just his confidence was shot and, and yeah, the league kind of knows what to do against him, but um, it can be a confidence thing and the way you view the game can change based off of the performance around you. So um, we can't all be prime Tom Brady, you know, coming, coming into the league. So that's just, that's just what I kind of see around. I mean, the Jaguars haven't really done much with Lawrence or doing a better job this year. So um, if I was a GM, I would just say fuck defense and we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it, man. Confidence is a, is a huge, with a young guy like that. Um, I mean, he plays the game hard. Like he, he definitely puts it all out there. He reminds me of like a, I'm not going to say he is Cam Newton, but he just kind of plays the game like that. He just throws his body around. Like he'll be lucky if he has a long career, I would say, especially playing behind that shit of an offensive line. But um, yeah, we'll see, man. I, I don't know. They're another franchise that they have so many, so many holes to fill. It's hard to know where to start, you know? Yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah, it's going to be a, it's, I mean, they're probably further behind a team like Giants we just mentioned in terms of a rebuild, but um, it's clear it was a fire sale this year and they're just trying to get rid of those contracts and, and get back under the cap. So it certainly makes sense, but let's talk, let's talk Titans though. Um, I do want, I do want to talk about them. Um, Number one seed last year in the AFC. Um, (laughs) Clearly not going to be number one seed this year based (laughs) off the first two games of the season, but um, they've been, known to lose some bad games. I mean, they lost to the Jets last year for Christ's sake, but um, <laughs> that was an absolute ass kicking, the definition of, and we'd love to get your thoughts on the current state of this team. I mean, I think we should rename the Tennessee Titanics. I mean, those, <laughs> they're, they're, they're about, and I only say that because I was typing in Titans on Google and that, and I Titanic came up. So, Oh man, I thought that was off the cuff. I was about to give you major props. Uh, sort of off the cuff, you know, sort of. Definitely, off, definitely off the. Hey, it's what we do. We're off. We're off the cuff kind of podcast. I love that. 
Yeah, man, they uh, – I don't know. I mean, obviously losing A.J. Brown's a big, big loss, but, like, they can't – I mean, Buffalo – you're talking about the number one defense, so let's take that into account as well. But, uh, I mean, they, they – sitting there 0-2, you know, you're not you're not too pleased about that if you're a Titans fan, obviously. Um, Tannehill, I've never really been a Tannehill guy. I mean, he's he's played decent at times, and, I mean, you look at his stat line – excuse me, a stat line in week one, uh, 20 of 33 for 266. Not bad. Obviously, uh, quarterback rating of 106. He He's not terrible, but it's it's one of those teams, like, you know, they just don't have that. Like, other than Derrick Henry, it's like, who do they really have? You know what I mean? Like, you're right around and it's, you know, is it Trayvon Burks? You know what I mean? Maybe. Like, you know, Kyle Phillips. Like, they don't, just don't have anybody that – if you load the box and you control what Derrick Henry does, like there's not a lot of fear on the other side uh, from the other from the other team, I should say. So it could be a very very long season for them. I I didn't really like Mike Vrabel as a player. Obviously playing for the Patriots, I didn't like any of them. Um, <laughs> but I do I do like him as a coach. Like I think he's I'm not sure how great of a coach he is. I think he's a good above average coach for sure. I think he's a motivator of of men. If, if you want to put it like that, but uh, this is definitely the most adversity he, he's going to have to face now, I would say, just because of the depleted team. Uh, the defense isn't particularly good either. Um, you know, they have their flashes, but I don't know, man. That's an 0-2 team that I think you can kind of stick a fork in already just because I think teams are, are just going to be able to slow down like Derrick Henry. You know what I mean? At some point, He's not going to run over everybody, and he's taken how much abuse already in his career. I know he's a right. big, big, big son of a bitch. I'll say it like that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, any anybody's going to break down if you if you abuse them, uh, use them, use them, and abuse them. I should say. So, yeah, no, it's it's yeah, it's tough because like I I enjoyed watching last year, and um, that's a team that's a lot. I mean, yeah, Matt Lafleur was there, Arthur Smith was there. They've lost a lot of talent in terms of coaching and Vrabel always seems to figure it out. So if there's a team that I think can turn around, it's it's probably them. But yeah, losing AJ Brown, I think we talked about that last week, is a massive, massive loss. Um, Robert Woods hasn't really lived up to the hype, I would say. I know he's coming off an injury, but certainly hasn't lived up to the hype yet. Um, Traylon Burks, a rookie, still trying to figure things out. They probably wish they had Garrett Wilson. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, just, uh, kind of a slow go for them. So hopefully they can figure it out soon. Yeah. Would you say, you know, gut feeling, are they, are they out of it already? Or do you think they still could, you know, rally and put this thing together? Yeah, it's a good question. I think, I think they're out of it. Out of and it. I, I know I said I wouldn't, uh, I know I said I wouldn't overreact, but I think they're out of it. <laughs> no, I, I want to, you know, opinions, opinions are what drives the show. So. We gotta we gotta get right to the opinions, you know. Have to. I mean, if you look at, I mean, if you look at zero and two teams, um, I don't think any zero and two teams have made the playoffs since, you know, since 2019, 2020, whatever the stat is. So, um, yeah, it's it's tough, but it is what it is. Any anybody else stand out to you? I I think, I, uh Vegas. I don't know. They're another. I don't know, man. That's the uh, the Josh McDaniels experience there. Uh, exactly. You know, losing it, losing an OT. Um, I believe it was OT. Am I am I off on that? 
I no no they did rally and and push it to OT. I'm I'm almost sure that's the case. Um, fucking check the score. This is great audio here. Um, yeah, lost definitely lost. Yes, they lost in OT because the Cardinals recovered that fumble <laughs> and took it back. <laughs> I think uh, Renfro fumbled and took it back to the house. So yep. Uh, yeah, I yeah, it's uh, you know they have they have guys um obviously on the offensive side of the football they have Derek Carr who's not a guy per se um in terms of of skill level but um i i think they i mean it it's it's probably a case of like them they're still trying to figure out um kind of each other a little bit they're still trying to figure out the offense so to speak um right. i know they have Patrick Graham on defense from he was defensive coordinator for the Giants it seemed like the Cardinals and Kyler kind of had their way with them a little bit, especially towards the end of that game. Um, but yeah, I think if uh, that division is, is tough, so you can't get behind that division by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, the, the, they're all going to basically eat each other and cannibalize each other a little bit. So the more times you can win outside of your conference or outside of your division, you really have to capitalize on those because it's not going to, those opportunities aren't going to present themselves to you in this game similar to the Browns, um, similar to the Ravens. This game was well within reach and, and right there for the taking, and they pissed it away. So um, I, I can't say I've watched them too closely. I've been keeping up with stats a little bit, but from what I've read and, and kind of seen highlights and stuff like that, um, doesn't sound like they're impressing too many people. And, uh, yeah, for McDaniel's sake, I can hope he can you know show some stuff towards uh, the end of the season here because it's not looking all that hot. Yeah, man. I, I once again I had my doubts. I, I just don't believe in Josh McDaniels as the head coach. He he just I, I just don't I don't buy into it. I don't I don't think he's the guy for the job. I, as a coordinator, he's probably all right, but when he's your uh leader, I've seen it. I've seen been there, done that as as far as seeing him, you know, be the guy and it didn't work before. Whether you want to blame that on Jay Cutler or whatever, but he's I, I just don't I'd rather not, 10 times out of 10 times, I'm taking Brian Dable. I'm taking uh, Sean McVay. I'm, I would probably take even Sirianni over Josh McDaniels at this stage. So, uh, <laughs> I, uh, That's not an overreaction. I would, I would too. I, I just don't think – dude, I just don't think he's – like I wouldn't be – like there was a rumor the Eagles were going to go after him a couple of years ago, and I, was, I, I think we put that on the pod and everything. I was, I was praying to God that didn't happen because I, I just <laughs> – I don't – no confidence in that guy to win. I just – whether it's him, Derek Carr, I mean, the, under the interim coach, I, I can't remember his name last year, they looked – I which, I mean, it's only two weeks, you know, we're overreacting, but um, I think they looked significantly better. So, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's – um, it, like you said, it, it might be an overreaction for us just to, to say that just because of, you know, we, we kind of know it's the nature of week two, but – um yeah i think they like we said they gotta show some stuff pretty pretty quickly or else it's uh not gonna be great news for for our guy mcdaniels out there but uh i'm glad you guys have sirianni over over him though obviously seems to be working out yeah i I like sirianni as long as he doesn't call the plays um i'm (laughs) all for that (laughs) i love it um all right aaron any i mean do we want to go through some oh and two teams and and maybe get to some overreactions or maybe get to, you know, some teams that, you know, we don't think are, are really up to snuff yet. Um, there's a, a few we can run through quick, unless you have any other games you wanted to get to. I know we talked about 
a couple of these 0 2 teams thus far, but um happy to dive in further. Yeah, man. Wherever the wind takes us, I'm I'm there. Perfect. All right. Bengals, um 0 2. Obviously come off a Super Bowl trip. Um I wanted to chat with you quickly about these guys. Joe Burrow, obviously not having much time to throw the ball. Um Aaron and I were were talking about a stat um that since 2005, since David Carr, no one's been sacked or hit more times in their first few games to start the season. That's obviously not a recipe for success. This is already a guy who tore his ACL two years ago, um, has some injury history. So if they can't keep him upright, we pray to God that there isn't another serious injury because we love Joe Burrow. But um, yeah, it's a team that you know lost to uh, the Steelers and then lost to um, the Cowboys without Cooper Rush, which is like somewhat alarming. And in both games, they were down early and then rallied back uh, heavily in the second half, but still ended up losing on two last second field goals, one by the Steelers and one by the Cowboys. So again, this, this could be the, this, this 0-2 team to me um, doesn't seem like an 0-2 team. They seem like they're still trying to find their footing a little bit. They might be going through some sort of uh, a hangover, if you will, but I just wanted to get your thoughts on on kind of how you see them shaking out for somewhat the rest of the season. Yeah, man. I um, I don't know. That's the thing. Like, I, I would not be surprised if they do take uh, somewhat of a step back from last year. I, I don't think they'll have that magical run they did last year. Um, that offensive line, like, you know me, man. If you, have an o, if you don't have an O-line, you don't have much. That's always been my thing, like, and and we touched off on touched on this off air if I can even put words together <laughs> as far as um like Joe Joe Burrow getting hit like eight million times that that's a problem like that has to be corrected like you can't have a guy that's your your franchise quarterback getting absolutely abused um the right. way he is especially after a torn ACL like who knows man like he could be one like if let's say he he's constantly scrambling. He's constantly, you know, diving to the ground. Let's say he does it again. Like what if he's a shell of himself after that? Like that's the last situation you want. I'd rather them pull him from the starting lineup and sacrifice a year than get him like killed. So right at the end of the day, I, I don't know if they can correct this. They're, they're working against the grain because of that O line. Um, and that's a shame. Like I, I, if I was a Bengals fan, I'd be scared to death that, he might not last long in this league because of our inability to, to put an O-line together for him. Yeah. Um, and they, they have the talent, um, you know, Jamar Chase, um, Tyler Boyd, T Higgins um, talked about Joe Mixon talked about at length, Joe Burrow. Um, I think he's a, is a franchise quarterback. And in my opinion, I know, he's getting some heat for, for the performances this year. But again, I, I it's a, like you said, if you don't have an offensive line, you don't have a defensive line, you can't really expect your team to be successful because the league is all about who wins at the line of scrimmage. Um, and if your offensive line is continuing losing at the line of scrimmage, you're going to have a bad time. Um, I know they played TJ Watt and the Steelers defensive line in week one, Micah Parsons and, and that defensive line in week two. Um, I would say those two teams have better defensive lines than the Jets, um, but the Jets – like are not a pushover by any stretch of the imagination in that department. So um, we were able to heavily pressure the Ravens. Um, didn't get to pressure the Browns as much, but they have one. Yeah, so they have the talent. Um, 
as we mentioned, it's just a matter of them kind of putting it together and shaking off Russ a little bit. So if there was an 0-2 team that I'm not concerned about, um, it would it would be them. Um, it would it would be them. That's all I really have to say. I don't think they're having they're gonna have issues long term. Um, but again, I I think if they go 0-3, it's gonna be they're gonna be in one to, to say the least. But um, from one 0-2 team to an 0 one in one team, we're gonna break our rule for a second year and get away from the 0-2 teams because this team is essentially uh, 0-2, um, tying the. Texans in week one, 20 to 20, getting shut out by the Jaguars, 24 to zero. This week we go to the Indianapolis Colts. Um, obviously not ideal. Uh, getting Matt Ryan, um, really not upgrading the wide receiver position. You didn't have Michael Pittman in this game. You didn't have Alec Pierce, I believe, is the new rookie receiver they have in this game. You're already out your top two receivers. Jonathan Taylor can only do so much. Um, Aaron, what have you seen or read about this team so far? Um, obviously, you know, if you're looking at the schedule as a, as a Colts fan or a general fan of the league, you see Texans and Jaguars weeks one and two, you probably think they're going to start 2-0. Um, but obviously they're pretty close to 0-2. So what have you seen from this team so far? Uh, what have I seen? I've seen that they're dog shit, you know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh... I mean, sort of kidding, sort of not. Um, I mean, you get shut out by the Jaguars. I swear to God, though, it, see, everybody was blaming Wentz last year for that, that last game of the year type of deal, and I'm not trying to, you know, get give Wentz any uh, get-out-of-jail-free cards, but they can't beat the Jaguars in Jacksonville. They, I, I don't know what it is. Uh, they haven't done it in, like, years now. Um, so it's another one of those things like Kirk Cousins. On Monday night, it just does not happen. Um, yeah, man, I, to put up, you know, to put up a total of, of twenty points in two weeks, we we touched on that. I, I don't know. I mean, the Colts are playing this, like, uh, you know, revolving wheel of veteran quarterbacks. They just insert Philip Rivers, insert Carson Wentz, insert Matt Ryan. Hasn't really panned out in any of those situations. It seems like. I mean, they're week two. I don't want to say they're shot, but. Uh, Matt Ryan so far, if you look at the, the stat line, he's got one touchdown and four picks. Uh, not great, obviously. Um, you're going to have to, um, I think, rely on the on the running game a lot here. I mean, I, I think Matt Ryan's one of those guys. He He's another one that's got the shit kicked out of him year after year. Uh, he's gotten hit like, you know, a million times. I, I don't know how much more he has left. I'm not going to say he's garbage, but uh, he's not the Matt Ryan of – five, six years ago. Um, and, yeah, they lost Zach Pascal to the Eagles. Like you touched on, uh, Michael Pittman didn't play. Or, uh, yeah, Michael yeah, Pittman. Yep. Yeah, yep. So, um, yeah, man, I, I, I don't know. They, they're, they're like a well-constructed team on paper, I would say, still. But as far as, like, them being, you know, a, a real threat, I, I, don't, I don't really see that, at least so far. Yeah, then, I don't I don't see that either. Go ahead, then, sorry. No, no, you're good, man. I, I was just going to say, and then they, they host the Chiefs this week, so. Jesus. I mean, <laughs> you could be <laughs> you could be looking at, a, what is it, 0-2-1 is, is what you could be looking at. Yeah, so I, I just put up their schedule. That's brutal. Um, they had Chiefs, Titans, Broncos. Um, I would argue based off 
you know, I know the Titans are all, also zero and two, but I would almost argue they have a real legitimate shot to be zero and five, or what is it, zero zero four and one <laughs> to start that's, the season. That's uh, very similar. I mean, count out the one, but they started out zero and four last year, so nothing great. And then you have the, the Commanders, which is probably a win. Then you have the Patriots, which who knows. Then you have the Raiders, which is probably a loss. Eagles, probably a loss. Steelers, probably a loss. Cowboys, we'll see if Dak's back by then. Vikings, probably a loss. Chargers, probably a loss. Like it, There just aren't a ton of wins on this. And I, hey, they could turn around. Like They have a good defense. I think they have a good offensive line. Haven't played like a good offensive line. I think their left tackle, I, I don't know his name, but I've read that he's stanking up the joint. Um, but I would be... I would almost be looking at the mock drafts if I was a Colts fan, looking oh. for those wide receiver, <laughs> left tackle, uh, quarterback, maybe uh, mock drafts. Because they, they have the team, like, if they can figure out how to get a quarterback and maybe they fire Reich and, uh, and Ballard because, you know, it's it's year, what are we on, like year four or five of trying to find Andrew Luck's replacement <laughs> because it was Luck, then Brissett, you know, then Phil Rivers, then – uh, Carson Wentz. Now it's Matt Ryan. So we're on our fourth quarterback here. It's almost like, all right, fellas, like all these are short-term one-year fixes. When are we, when are we thinking long-term and, and uh, they can say all they want that they haven't been in a position to draft one or trade one, but I find it hard to believe they weren't in on those Russell Wilson, you know, trade calls, those Deshaun Watson trade calls. I'm, I'm assuming they probably checked in on Kyler Murray and, and things of that nature. So um for them to be in this position, I don't really know how much you can say to the owner, Jim Mercer and look him in the face and tell him you're doing a good job at this point. But again, the rest of the roster is good. <laughs> I just think they have glaring needs at quarterback receiver and probably left tackle going into next season, which are three positions you don't want to have glaring needs in, in today's NFL, in my opinion. Yeah, man. If you don't have a, an adequate, I just think I hate to say it. Cause I, I do like Matt Ryan. You know, I, I, I respect the guy, but, he, uh, I, I just, I thought last year he kind of went downhill, and then obviously this year he's, you know, one touchdown, four picks with a sixty percent complete. He's just, I don't know, man. He, he's not great. Not, not. He's like in Tannehill's class, I would say right now. Like, just whatever, you know. Yeah, I, I think he's in that. He's in that class for sure. I think you're bang on there. So I, and it's, it's all. It comes down to do you have the roster to win with a guy like that. You know, some some rosters are are built to win with a guy like that, and some you know certainly are not. And this one is one of those that's that's not, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Daniel said it. If you're a Colts fan, look at the draft. Don't even don't look even watch at the, the mocks, game. dude. But yeah, watch. Somebody. I've been known to look at a mock draft before the season even starts, so it's never <laughs> too late to look at a mock. <laughs> There's no shame in doing it, folks. We've all been there. We'll all be there at some point. Everyone tastes the caviar. Sometimes you got to eat out of the trash can. You know what I'm saying? Hey, maybe it's time for Nick Fol- Nick Folioli's to go in. How about that? Is he is he there? <laughs> yeah, he's their backup. <laughs> Jesus, put him in, man. My, I mean, you might if they go o o and four. Because Matt Ryan, get out of here, man. You're 37 years old. Like, just get that out of the way. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. You know, you 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 had your the you had the best chance in the world to win a Super Bowl and you didn't do it. So, get out. I don't want to see you. You disgust me. How about that? Oh my god! I, I I need to see I need to see Nick Foles operating that offense at some point this season. Like I need <laughs> air to breathe. 
might be a breath a fresh breath of of uh air for those guys for that for that I love it. all right aaron um we mentioned earlier week three coming up um I feel like we touched on all the shitty teams and haven't touched on much of the, many of the good teams yet, but maybe we'll switch that up for next week. But um, your Eagles, you mentioned it, go down to D.C. to play the Commanders um, to potentially go 3-0. and I mean, is that – that has to be like the lock of the week. I mean, uh, Eagles taking down the Commanders. What do, you, what do you think? Hey, man, it's the vision game. I never say it's a lock. I, I you know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm insane, but um, – We'll see, man. I, I think we got to bring immense pressure once again. I think that was part of the reason for the success, part of the reason for Darius Slay's two picks. If you let Wentz is another guy, if he gets in a rhythm, he could, you know, go off. I'm not going to say he's going to win, but he could throw 300 on the board, 300 yards passing fairly easily if he gets in a rhythm. So uh, got to blitz that guy. Got to get in his face early. And, um, you know, I think we got to run the ball effectively again. So, I say we win. Um, I think this game's going to be – I think it's going to be a 10-point game. I'll say it that way. I love it. I love it. Lock lock it up, folks. Put the lock, lock it up, but I, I don't think it's – I think uh, – I don't know if they'll be able to play as good as they just played. I'll, I'll say it that way. But I could be wrong. I've been wrong more than I've been right. So This is off topic, but my lock of the week is Ravens over Patriots. Oh, Damn, that's, that's a that game. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. God, man, I hope you're right. They might lose forty-five nothing. The Ravens are gonna come out with an absolute vengeance. I think. Uh, yeah. No, I think. God, see, I don't. I, I want to say Vegas over Tennessee, but I I don't want to pick Vegas. So, um, I'm gonna say. Oh God, I hate to say it. I think Tampa Bay over Green Bay is a lock. Um. Uh, I don't. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to get absolutely killed uh, by Devin White. Devin White's just going to absolutely abuse, just put put him in the ground fifty times, um, and Brady will probably go off. But you know, screw that. We won't go there. Uh, I'll say I will. You know what? Screw it. I'm going to say Vegas gets their first win in Tennessee. Oh, I love that. I love that one. So not probably not the best odds in the world, but or I'm sorry, probably uh, probably. A, close line because none of those, neither of those teams have impressed, but Vegas is probably pressing pretty hard to win. And Tennessee, I just don't think is a good football team right now. So I love that one. Look at it. Look at it. Just, this guy's a shark. Shark and a half. We'll see, man. We'll um, see. We got to keep track of this. So we'll, we'll see what happens. We will end football with the Jets. Uh, I mean, the Bengals are – favored by five points on the road, which is disrespectful. But um, I'm going to predict a Bengals win because they're 0-2. Um, they need to get off to Schneid. Um, the Jets obviously coming off a big win. Um, this is, like, by far um, considered a letdown spot for the Jets. We've come in and waxed teams in the very next week, got waxed ourselves, like, year in and year out. Happens legitimately every year. Um, coming off a big win, we always get worked. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if they come in and just dominate MetLife Stadium. But again, the formula is there. Their offensive line isn't good. Our defensive line is good. Um, I think Joe Flacco is going to move the ball. I think we're going to be able to run it pretty well. Um, they play a lot of uh, off coverage. 
I've been told, if you will. Um, so look for Garrett Wilson to cement his status as number one receiver in the league this week, and uh, we'll go from there. But uh, either way, it'll be fun. I'll probably watch the first half and then get pissed off and then maybe miss another miraculous comeback win. But uh, either way, we'll be back doing the same thing next week. I think you guys have a shot. Um, yeah, you got to just put Burrow on the ground just about every other play. But you have to. You could. You that that's possible. So they're probably going to try and get the ball out quick. That would be my. If if I'm Cincinnati, I'm trying to run like screens or or just you know little slants, uh, kind of dumping the ball this week because if you let Burrow get tor- uh, you know absolutely lit up again, uh, he's. I'm telling you, man. It, I'm, you see a guy get hit enough, he's not going to be the same guy. It's just not. So, no, I I agree. Um, we got to hit him. We got to hit him. Hit him in the uh, mouth. Dude. Hit him. Hit him. Hit him like Mike Evans hit him. You know what I mean? <laughs> if everyone gets suspended and we win the game, I'm fine with it. <laughs> yeah. Screw next week. Win this week. You know? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly right. All right. Um, let's switch gears to college quickly, Aaron. Why don't we why don't we talk about Penn State, man? How's Penn State doing? Dude, I'm um you know me. I, I I have more of an affinity for college than just about anything. College football. Um yeah, looked looked absolutely great. Uh first drive of the game, I thought they were gonna get their ass smacked because I mean Sean Clifford probably took one of the hardest hits I've ever seen in my life. Saw uh, that. I, I don't even know how his head stayed on his body, to be honest with you. He he looked like a Lego, you know, figurine out there. Um, just got killed. But um that's besides the point. Really really they they put their their uh, foot on, on uh Al- Auburn, almost said Alabama, that w- that would never happen, but uh Auburn's throat uh didn't really let out. They they ran the ball exceptionally well. Nick Nick Singleton is a stud. He might be the the second coming of Saquon Barkley. I, I know it's very early to say that, but this kid is, he has, as soon as he gets past the linebacker level, like he, he can just outrun just about anybody in the country, in, in my opinion. Um, and he, he was just a stud once again. So love to see it. Um, Auburn has that two quarterback system. Uh, obviously didn't work uh, very well <laughs> this, this week. Uh you know, there were times where that, that Auburn defense, you know, was tough and, you know, you are playing in an SEC environment, which that, that stadium, no matter how good, bad, or indifferent that team is, um, they do, they get down for a game and, and they definitely uh, ride for that team. I, I can't talk any smack on that program, but um, yeah, just, we, we ran the ball well, uh, played good pass defense. That's probably the biggest thing I've seen this year is, as the pass defense is one of the best. I think it's ranked uh, one of the best in the country. If not, it, it probably should be, or it's in that, you know, we're up there. Uh, so, yeah, I'd love to see it. Um, 41-12, we're not, not complaining at all about that. I expected this game to be super close. Um, and thank you, DraftKings. They actually boosted that game. So I put 15 on it, got 30 in return for, a, you know, a nice little return on Saturday. So, um can't complain, man. Uh, playing playing Central Michigan next, so nothing really to even talk about there. You know, just take care of business and don't uh, don't let them get in a groove. And we should uh, we should roll them as well. Hundred percent, man. It's good. To, it's good to see. It's good to see Penn State uh, do. Well. I don't know if you saw that 
Eli Manning for uh, Eli's <laughs> places for ESPN Plus did uh, he went undercover and tried out as a walk. I don't know if you saw that video. I uh, I'm hearing a lot about it. I've not seen the actual clip though. I should. You gotta watch it. It's hysterical. <laughs> Absolutely, it's it's he's he's good. James Franklin is in it. He's good. Um, some of their coaches you probably recognize are in it. But uh, yeah, it's showcases just the uh, the nature of uh, how Penn State utilizes their walk ons effectively more so than some other schools do. So it was a good little piece there. Hey man, I always take a, a compliment. You know what I mean about about the program. So. Uh, can't complain there. I mean, the, these top programs like Michigan, Ohio State, they're just rolling. I think Saturday was one of the days where you saw like ma- absolutely massive blowouts everywhere, which I don't think that's great for the game. I'll say that. I mean, when people are absolutely wide open, um, it's a little bit – it makes it a little bit cheesy, I'll say that. Um, you know, then I understand the NFL argument where it's a, a more competitive league at times, and I get that, but um, – yeah, I, I just think like Michigan rolled, Alabama rolled, Georgia rolled, um, just about everybody. Oklahoma absolutely rolled. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. I'm not sure about. I mean, I know Appalachian State had a hell of a, a comeback in that Hail Mary. I don't know if you saw that. that I did was, see that. That was nuts. Um, yeah, it was good for them. That's a that's a program that really seems to care about the, about the team and and things like that. So. I don't know. This week, um, trying to pull up this, the research department didn't give me much. Uh, man, to say the least, they're 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 screwing us again. But you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> but no, nah, um, I mean, Notre Dame got their first win. What that was like at the last second too, or they barely survived that. I think that's what it was. Um, yeah, I'm excited, man. I, I college goes so fast though. So it do, yeah, it does go very fast. Um, but it's good. It's a good, it's a good click. Like it's good action, but, uh, yeah, luckily we have a few more months of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think a notice, uh, a notable game, I should say is Florida at Tennessee. That's, you know, Tennessee's 11th, Florida's 20th. That'll be, that'll be a good one. I think Arkansas's A&M will be a great game too. Uh, I could see A&M winning that at home. Um, other than that, I mean, it's a bunch of like Alabama plays Vanderbilt. That'll be a, a slaughterhouse. Um, Georgia plays Kent State. That'll be a seventy-point game probably. Huh. Uh, and then you got uh, Michigan plays uh, Maryland at home, which should be an absolute uh, blowout as well. Uh, dude, no, no question. Another another Aaron Lock of the week. <laughs> take all those to the bank. You you could put your life savings on probably all those, but. Don't do that, but you know you probably could. Life savings responsibly on the uh, on the Ravens this week. <laughs> um, all right, we'll cap it off with uh, baseball talk, Aaron. Uh, from one Aaron Goat to another Aaron Goat, Aaron Judge uh, mashed his 60th home run of the year, uh, tying Babe Ruth to the all-time Yankee record, one away from all-time Yankee and American League record and non-steroid record um, from Roger Maris. Um, I think that's his name. Uh, I know his last name is Maris. I think I'm off yep. on his first name. but Oh, you got it. You got it. Beautiful. Either way, uh, I am going to be in attendance. Myself and my girlfriend are going to the Yankees-Boston Red Sox game Thursday night. Uh, they do play the Pirates Wednesday night. Um, hopefully, can get a 61st there. And then when I'm in attendance, get a 62nd. So that'd be pretty, pretty legit. They, there have been 
uh, rumors uh, that it would be a shame. So Friday's game is going to be broadcast on Apple TV Plus, um, I believe, because they, you know, MLB is doing the whole like Friday night game thing where it's not on your traditional broadcast network. Usually Friday nights are on Prime, Amazon Prime Video, but it's typically just the Yes broadcast. So the Yankees Entertainment um, Station, their broadcast usually just is the feed that you see on Amazon Prime Video. This week, it's Apple TV Plus with completely different broadcasters calling the game. Um, so it would be a shame if Michael Kay, who's the GOAT broadcaster, uh, he he commentates on on Yes, play-by-play, does the uh, K-Rod cast on ESPN as well for Sunday Night Baseball. But it would be an absolute travesty if he doesn't get to call his home run on live TV. So I hope it happens before – Oh, obviously, what happens if I'm in person? But hopefully, it happens before or after um, Friday's game because that'd be a shame and a half if it's on Apple TV Plus. Hey, man, there's probably very few. Well, I'm not a Red Sox fan, but as far as like people that don't like the pinstripes, I'm up there. Um, I'm in the. <laughs> I'm leading the. I'm driving the bus. I'll say that. But at the end of the day, I, it's very, very hard to dislike Aaron Judge. He, he's. He's a class act. If he played for anybody else, um, I'd probably really like him. So, um, which he might next year, but that, that's that's a conversation for another day. Um, no, but uh, that's awesome, man. I'm I'm happy. You might even if you don't see history, you'll see uh, you'll see him up up close and personal, and it's one of the best seasons statistically, you know, ever. I would say so. Uh, guy is a unit. He's a machine. Whatever, however you want to. Uh, reference him um yeah michael k i do listen to michael k I, I have listened to some yankee podcasts even just because i i value michael k's opinion on things i, I just think he's a very he could probably run a team and, and run it well so i i i do like michael k i mean the whole see ya like you can't can't hate that that that's a great great call um so yeah he there's no this whole apple tv and, and it's just this shit's getting in the way, in my opinion. Like, they're they're doing it too much. They they need to, if they're gonna do that, they should let the Yes Network broadcast as well. Like, they gotta do something because a lot of people. I mean, I'm in some baseball pages on Facebook, and and people absolutely hate it because they have MLB TV, then they don't have Amazon. Like, it, it's not streamlined. You know what I mean? So, um, a lot of people probably miss out on seeing history because of the stupid streaming. Uh, discrepancies you know what i mean so um yeah guy, guy is uh tied with the babe and uh you know going for the record and that's all you can really say i mean he he's a lock for mvp i don't know if you heard uh otani did say that he should be the mvp i, I don't know if, uh i don't know what he i mean i guess you can make the argument he pitches too but uh that's kind of a an ignorant comment to make i guess but <laughs> i'd like to hear your thoughts on that yeah, uh, I I think Judge like has to be the runaway uh, MVP at this point. Um, you know, he's leading the Triple Crown as as we stand here now, um, just past the gentleman from the Twins. Um, he has been hitting a, a shit ton of singles and, and doubles, and just without him, I really don't know where they'd be. It's certainly not in first place. Um, you know, it, it, from the back. I mean, obviously they were an absolute wagon like pre All Star break, but they hit a massive slump as a team um, post all-star break, but he did not personally, like he continued to 
to mash and, and rake and I could throw any adjective in the book about how his performance has been phenomenal this season. Um, but even when he wasn't hitting home runs, like I said, he's still getting on base, um, walking a shit ton, which is annoying at this point since he's still chasing that record. But um, yeah, I think Otani, while he's a great baseball player, um, great hitter, great pitcher, all that stuff. Um, the value that judge has provided to his team this season I think has far outweighed the value that Otani's provided to his team this season. And um, I'm not going to, I'm not one to throw records in because I don't think records tell the entire story, but um, you know, how, how many, you know, wins above replacement to me is like the stat that sticks out judges like over a 10, which is crazy. Um, Otani, like I said, great numbers and all that stuff on, on both positions, but um that team isn't good. So uh, I think, I think you have to take that into consideration for sure. Like I said, it doesn't paint the entire picture, um, but they have trout who's been an MVP. Like they still haven't done shit. Um, I think Otani will get every accolade under the book. And he'll, he'll be a hall of famer for sure. Um, but this season we're just seeing a different Aaron judge. Um, and defensively he's been phenomenal as well. He is an absolute hose back there. Um, has played center switch over to center. Um, and seamlessly, honestly, and like I said, leaving the triple crown with 60 home runs, you'll you'll probably never see it again. Um, I know Otani does some all-world things, but this year it's just it just has to be judged, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I I think uh, I think there's really no debate. Uh, just because, I mean, the guy without without Judge, I mean, you guys, you know, maybe you slip into second place, maybe you're in the wild card, like. A lot of games I've noticed, especially in that second half, like he's propelled your offense, hit that three-run home run when you needed it. Like, you know, guys, a cannon in the outfield. Like, it's just he's he's way too important. So, um, yeah, man, I'll I'll, I'll kind of cap the MLB talk. I mean, unless you – you know, the playoffs are, are getting going – just about to get going in, in a week or week and a half or two weeks here. Um, the Orioles absolutely broke my heart this year. Uh, I hate to say it. They played well above what anybody thought they would, but uh, we are slipping like, you know, it's the Titanic right now, uh, right out of the wild card, that third wild card spot. So depressing, depressing as it is, um, you know, I guess just got to hope for next year and, uh, you know, continue the rebuild. But uh, so close, man. If, if we just had a better April and May, we'd probably be game two games out, but. It is what it is. What are you going to do? You know, it is, it is what it is. I mean, they'll, they got some guys coming up. We all know that, that they'll be right back in the mix next year. So um, just an encouraging season, I think for them more than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it hurts, but, um, and I'm impatient. So that's two, <laughs> two, two things that are working against me heavily, but um, I don't know, man, the, uh, the NL, uh, I would not be surprised. I, I, if the Cardinals like kind of make a somewhat of a run, I'm not saying they're going to go the whole way, but it's like the emo the, the, all the emotions are on that team with Wainwright retiring at the end of the year, uh, Yadier and obviously pool holes. So um, that's a team I say, look out for. I'm not saying they're going to beat the Dodgers or anything, but um, I think they do put up more of a fight than people, you know, think they will say it like that. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Um yeah, I think it's it'll be a good it'll be a good end of the end of the season here. I think once we once we start to get in the play and yeah, Pujols going for seven hundred, I 
I don't know what number he's at now, but I think um, he's at six ninety nine. Oh Jesus! Um, I, I feel like check check that guy's bat or something, man. He might he might be corking that. <laughs> I mean, it, it seemed like all all first half you didn't do anything, and then you know last month, month and a half, it's like guys hitting everything out, you know. So um, I shouldn't say that, I guess, but at the same time, I, I, it's a little weird to me. I, yeah, he was at like six, like ninety two or something, like a month Forever. ago. Yeah. Um, let me see. As we uh, approach our last, our last ten minutes, we need a we need a new streaming service. Everybody, <laughs> uh, you know, hit us up about Could Zoom is not Zoom doing, left and right. Zoom Zoom's not our friend, man. They don't they don't like us anymore. I guess something about something about us. But um, let me see if we can get it real quick. It won't just tell me. Okay, on I'm, I'm seeing he hit 698. Okay, yeah, he has 698. Damn. So, okay, I'll ask you this real quick: If you're pools and you end the year on 699, do you come back just to have to? You have to <laughs> yeah. come back for three games. I don't give a shit. <laughs> that would be something. I've never seen somebody do something like that, but. Why not? Right. I mean, I think you have to. You have to. Well, I mean, that would be an all-time tease. No, like yeah, I think you have to come back. I think I A Rod's think... at like six ninety-six. Yeah, speaking. Of, yeah, he made a clip about how he should come back, and they should have like a little chase for the. <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I do, I do like A Rod to a certain degree. I don't, I don't hate on him like a lot of people do, but I was like. You know, good one and all, but like that would be some shit if you actually did it. You know, like why not? Just come back for the like playoffs and just go off for somebody. Like, <laughs> just come back and go to, like the Phillies or like the Braves or so, like some random team. <laughs> Get someone to like, throw a meatball and just mash it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's hard to believe, man. Like I know he had a hell of a career, but like seven hundred is that is that's a, so that's so many, dude. That's so many, right? Like. You think a 500, that's that's a huge mountain to climb. But, I mean, that's talking 200 more than that. It, it, it's it's not easy. Not easy at all for these guys. to. to such a long career, too. So Love it. Um, great show, Aaron. Um, I think we're humming along as per usual. Um, obviously, get back to NFL, college football, some baseball. I can recap how my – Yankees Red Sox experience was on on next week's show. Um, very much appreciate the listeners. It's been fun to get back into the swing of things these past couple of weeks. Um, very much look forward to continuing our football talk and continuing the show. And uh, Aaron, why don't you take us home? Yeah, um, you know we get to you guys as we can. It's been a little bit chaotic on my end, but um, you know we will try our absolute hardest to to get back as, as much as we can and, and give you guys the insight that we have. So, um, yeah, baseball is coming to an end. College football is in full swing. NFL is in full swing. It's, it's, uh, it's a busy time of year and, and I'm off here for it. And, you know, I appreciate Dan always coming on here and guy, guys increasingly, uh, positive no matter what's going on with, with his team. So how can you <laughs> respect that? Just wait until like uh, week four, and then uh, <laughs> she'll be pissed off about something. But uh, we need a good rager every once in a while. So oh, always need a good rager. 
but yeah, we'll uh we'll catch you guys on the next one and and that pretty much caps off 72 and and we'll go into the weekend with some momentum. Take us home.